Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And as always, I'm R. Neville Johnston. I'm here this evening by myself. And we just did our 700th show. Mary and I um, uh, did an amazing, as far as I'm concerned, uh, show. And the idea of um, where we can go from here is an interesting concept uh, show. We did a lot of, we sort of did a um, clip show uh, verbally <laughs> last week by talking about uh, the many things that have been done, but it's the future that's uh, always more interesting. So uh, this evening's show, we would love it if you would call in and ask questions, because I'd be very happy to answer, and that would be good. Uh, the numbers will come up on the screen as they come up, but if you have a, a question or a dream or anything you'd like to talk about. Uh, it's a very long and interesting life. I've spent uh, uh, quite a bit of as, as a palmist, which is an interesting form of activity, to say the least. Um, to explain palmistry with, to someone who doesn't read palms, um, if you were allowed to look at the circuit diagram of every human being on Earth, and there's a point at which you do that, uh, at least in dream time, a point at which you really do see what is humanity. It's been a very long, long time. My grandmother taught me to read palms when I was six, but a six-year-old does not read palms, other than brilliantly, intuitively, but as a six-year-old, come on. But when I was in college, I was in the student lounge, and um, uh, somebody sat down and I was reading a book on palmistry and I tell him ten things about himself, about himself and his life. And uh, he goes, my God, you can tell that from the, my hand? I goes, no, I can tell it from the book. See the hand? See the diagram? See your hand? See the diagram? See your hand? Okay, so 40-something years later, there isn't, uh, there's, there's a huge number of books. Uh, and I would cop to of having read a third of them, maybe, you know. English language, anyhow. And um, there's just a finite number of things. It was when I started studying Indian palmistry that um, a whole other world at the bottom of the feet, but a whole other world, 10 more fingerprints, only they're on your toes, uh, which are interesting in and of themselves. But the Indian palmistry had the mystical symbolism that I see now that, you know, um, the higher your frequency is, the more, the more that you believe in, the more reality that there is. It's that simple. So when this um, Indian symbolism appeared, there was just a whole other world to explore. So the idea of um, raising your frequency is an extremely important thing to do. Um, to be able to see new vistas, new concepts, new realities, new consciousness. The body follows the mind, the mind follows the consciousness. That's a um, powder charge to get your frequency to go much higher. Uh, we're going to be coming up, we're going to be doing a, uh, uh, at the house, we're going to be doing an Arcturian meditation where we can uh, go a lot more deeply into these things than we're going to go tonight, the, um, which is on the website, which just got uh, printed up there, where there will be information uh, on the Arcturians and all that stuff. And crystals are another method by which you can uh, 
access higher realms of consciousness. Crystals work really well. You beat yourself with the crystal long enough and you will be far more conscious. You will at least be conscious enough to stop beating yourself with the crystal, but still. Okay, so really any question you might have on anything, I'd be very happy to talk about. And you don't, you know, there's, there's no identity. You, you can call in and just uh, ask the question and uh, you can even be totally anonymous, but you will have to speak the question. Otherwise, we'd be doing it all telepathically. Telepathy is another subject uh, I can address briefly. This has been, for the longest time, um, 15 or more years, being called uh, telepathic TV. And uh, we humans do communicate telepathically, just not very well. And a very, very early on exercise that I presume we've all heard of uh, is that you sit there in meditation and you shut off your thoughts. You just don't think anything. And uh, lo and behold, there's a thought. <laughs> oh, I'm not thinking any. Oh, that's a thought. Wait, I'll get it this time. Mm, no, nah, that's a thought. Okay, now if you can, a very wise being, and I'm not certain he was incarnate, but this person came up to me and said, if you can actually stop your thinking for one full minute, the entire world will be a different place. And so far, and that was a long time ago, so far I have not made a full minute, at least to my knowledge, if your eyes are closed and it's dark, uh, the passage of time becomes a different thing. I did manage to find sort of a, a, what's been called a super highway, uh, where just images flow through your head without thought. Uh, cosmic super highway, I think some author called it at one point. Uh, but that is possible to stay there for a while. Uh, and then that, that allows you to be far more receptive. We humans do a really good job of resistance. Have you noticed how good we are at resistance? Resistance and ego are synonyms, by the way. The more ego you have, the more resistant you are. Uh, eventually you will be taken out of the game <laughs> and put back in again, marginally improved, but still. Uh, when we could be making leaps and strides and bounds and um, uh, advancing greatly in a single lifetime. Uh, what an accomplishment. Uh, is I, uh, it is my intent to evolve greatly in this lifetime. This involves the process of uh, not competing with me or other people, just allowing everything to be. We've done so many shows outlining all of these things. Uh, the more it is possible for you to allow everything to be, to surrender, to accept, then the quicker uh, your consciousness, your frequency, your ability to perceive your what worldview, uh, whatever the way the consciousness you hold, the higher it will be. Just simply this: if you an hour, if you meditate daily, that's that's definitely a first step in becoming more conscious. Meditating twice, twice a day, yes, okay. Um, you can eventually get to the point where you are always, no matter what you're doing, in a state of meditation. You can certainly prepare dinner in a state of meditation. It's when something, um, we would use the word interrupts, when something disturbs the flow and you have to take your attention from that state of beingness and place it into... Um, 
a lower frequency situation that we tend to get dumped and lose our connection. Okay, but all of that turns out to be a choice. And uh, hi, caller, what's your name, please? Oh, hi, uh, this is Jean Walker Wiley, and I was just getting um, through to you because I had an amazing day. Excellent. I'm the lady that's doing that Unity Help there, but I wanted to tell oh, yeah. you that I had a bird-filled day. I had a Birds. hawk was coming after. I heard something hit my window, uh -huh. and um, I opened the door because I saw a hawk flying through, and I thought, oh, I'm going to keep the hawk away from the bird. And uh, <laughs> it kept coming back and looking for the bird, and I got a really close view of it. It was just amazing. Hawks, um, yes. And he never, he never, he or she never got the bird. So I, um, and I walked into my office later. The bird had somehow gotten past me and got into my office and sitting in my window inside. Pecking at so your computer. So I had computer. to close the door and let uh -huh. the bird out, and uh -huh. it was a black-capped chickadee. Then oh, I looked yeah, to yeah. see what the meaning was, and I was in, like, speak your truth or uh, and the seven levels of consciousness and on and on. It was amazing. Excellent. And then, and then later a hummingbird came, and, ah. and they're my totem. And then uh -huh. later on tonight, maybe that bird's mate, I don't know, but it was sitting on the roof where my husband had thought he had heard a thump. And I thought, oh dear, poor bird. And, um, but it turns out that um, it flew away. So I'm, in, I'm hoping those are all good omens. <laughs> oh, oh, no, of course good. they are. Those are brilliant omens. The hawk mm -hmm. brought you a message, okay, mm -hmm. and the black mm -hmm. cat chickadee was about the male-female relationship, and the uh, mm -hmm. uh, hummingbird is the uh, presence of uh, effortless joy. So all mm -hmm. of that was very good. Uh, you were talking about the fair. Uh, Mary, and yep. I are, Mary and I are working, and um, what date was that, just because my memory uh, is... May 17th at uh, Unity of Fairfax from 1 to 5. It's going to be so much fun. I can't Excellent. wait to see you there. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll have a good time. I think I'm doing a talk on language codes. I'm not positive, yep, but I'll know. Exactly. Oh, good. Okay, then I do have a memory. Huh. And Thank doing you. some readings and yeah, having yeah. a good time Palms. at the table. Yeah, yeah, as long as fun is had. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We already okay. got the uh, tickets and so forth. So th thank you very much. All right. That thank was... you, Neville. Yes, thank you for calling. Okay. All right. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, nature is all around. If, as we were just saying before the phone call, the more reality you believe in, the more you raise your frequency, the more reality you have to play with. That's simply it. Uh, now, someone would not have uh, necessarily called a hawk a hummingbird and a bunch of chickadees, so they were there out of that. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hey, Neville. It's Lina. Lina, how are we doing? I'm pretty good. Excellent. Um, I've, I've been having strange dreams lately. Ah. Um, it's the it's setup of the dream that is strange. I'm, I'm in the theater. It's like I'm, my dreams are like I'm sitting in a the theater watching the screen. Okay. And I've had dreams, lucid dreams, where I can move around. I know I'm dreaming, and I can change the dreams while I'm in the dream. But this is a, a, a detached feeling that I've never had in dreams before. Okay. That it's literally, uh, um, it's, it's, it's not being a part of it, it yet I know, I'm I know I'm asleep, I know I'm mm -hmm. dreaming, and I know that this is a dream that I'm watching on a screen. Mm -hmm. So that's observation. 
So a, a dream in which you observe, we all agree to incarnate to have experience. And what's great about reading, for example, is you can have that experience by reading the book and there it is, you participated in the reality by reading about it or by watching it on television or by watching a movie. And often your dreams will be observational. Now, many times there are events in the book or the TV or sometimes even in the dream uh, where all you had to do to get the evolution out of it was to observe it. Uh, sometimes we mm. have to go through the actual uh, dropping the hammer on your foot, uh, <laughs> you know, to get to the uh, wisdom involved in right. not dropping a hammer on your foot, which doesn't seem like a lot of wisdom, I know, but for some of us, this is a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so then the question becomes, what is it you are observing on the movie? Do you have any sort of a scene from the movie? Uh, yes, I had one of them was I was, uh, I was watching myself taking an old lady out of a theater and something, there was, we go. something was happening in the theater like it was burning or it, they, she had to get out. And she said, no, no, let, let, just let me go. You go on, I can't make it. I, leave me, leave me. And okay. I said, I'm not going to leave you. Just take one step. That's all you need to do. Take one step. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that could very readily have been from a past life. That is an interpretation of that dream. Uh, the past life being where literally that was the circumstance of fleeing a building that was in flames and feeling that you could not make it. Let's assume you were both people, uh -huh, the elderly yeah. woman in a past life and the you or the spirit of you or your um, nomadic self, your mm -hmm. right. higher self, your spirit self. Um, monastic is another word for it. Mm -hmm. I knew there was another word because there's always another word. Okay, which is a much, much bigger picture than we're allowed to have in the tiny little human brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the, the bigger picture. So let us presume that you were both people. Mm -hmm. And so you were saying to yourself that you can make it. You just take one more step. That's all you have to do is one more step. And it is with that one step that it becomes timeless. It's with that one step that it becomes effortless. Pardon me while I wane philosophical mm -hmm. here. No, that's beautiful. It really, that's, that's right on. I, I hear you. Yeah, so then whatever it was that was blocked in your life, there is simply the command, one more step, and that's all it is. It is just one step. The uh, old axiom about the longest journey begins with a single step yeah. uh, fits right into that, and that's what you were talking to you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So take that's your so own true. advice. It's a, I mean, it, it is. If you just yeah. pay attention just to the one step in front of you and not... I, I just have not a tendency to look too far ahead and get so anxious of the you know, fantasy so that I'm perceiving. The way I understand it, that'll put your um, uh, long-range vision, long-range vision, out of focus. If, <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's so. That's the cure for that. Is as though I'm doing this for myself, but I am working on it. If you so, it's fear of the future. Yeah. Okay. So I had a voice in some dream somewhere the other day. This is recent. I was I was talking to an angel. And I was assured by the angel that I had nothing to worry about. It, it was very um, moving to me in whatever state of mind meditation I was in. Mm -hmm. But I realized that, it, oh yes, 
Uh, it would all be provided for me. That was what the angel said. It will all be provided for you. Yeah. Okay, and you don't really have to do anything other than know that it'll be provided for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, that's beautiful. You don't have to figure it out. You just no, that's know. the other diabolical thing they teach you down here. You're <laughs> going to have to figure all this stuff out. Huh? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> what a waste of time. Ultimately, yeah. 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 Time. Every time I use that word, I laugh. It is a funny word. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> emit, spelled backwards. <laughs> I wouldn't emit that for anything. There we go. It's a very timely thing to say, isn't it? That's the circuit in my brain that I, I, I love your get brain. Of. I love it. Yes, I play with it often. Oh, well, thank goodness. Yeah, I, mean, I take it's a it great for walks. toy. Yes, I know. It's most amusing. <laughs> Doesn't like to be put away. Uh, no, don't, please don't ever put it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works for me. Yeah. But it is. You may me as well too. have fun. What did you come here for? Exactly. If you can't yeah. laugh and have a little humor about it all and, and see the absurdity of it. Yeah. Well, that is the, you know, uh, here in this pulpit over however long this has been, Mary and I occasionally get asked the question, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> There isn't one. <laughs> oh, but there is. The meaning of life is to have fun, and I'll prove oh, it. Yes. I will prove I, it. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, axiomatically. Yes. Yeah. The less fun you're having, the longer, more miserable life exactly. is. The more fun you're having, it's timeless. And enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy that's it. the thing. Yeah. So uh, without costing others, you may enjoy it without uh, Well, it's being all about love. Completely I mean, antisocial. That's, that's the basis of it. If you're yeah. really enjoying mm -hmm. it, it's about love. Yeah, exactly. That is the deal. Yeah. Well, that was easy. Yes, thank you so much. Well, thank you for calling I'm in. I'm so sorry I missed you all last week. We were out of town. Oh, it's okay. Oh, There'll be I an was 800th. there in spirit. There will be an 800th show. Yeah, I know there will, and I do appreciate you all so much. You have well, thank you for saying so. That's very kind. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful relationship, and may it continue for as long as it does. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm heading off now. Okay, well, thanks, thanks for now. calling. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye for now. So the idea of keeping your frequency high, I'm... Um, have been, as we were saying, uh, studying with whatever that word is, with the Arcturians who hold a very high frequency. And I um, began a process of uh, uh, cleansing patterns in my life, cleansing the subconscious, cleansing, let's use the word cleansing. And um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, um, the higher you can keep your frequency, the less things go wrong in your life. It's, uh, oh, I was playing Sudoku, however you pronounce that, and I was getting upset because, why was that? Oh, I kept choosing the wrong number and it was computerized, so I would go, <coughs> chose the wrong number and I was going, <coughs> and then I just um, realized that I could just arbitrarily raise my frequency, which I did, and then the numbers were far more recognizable, far more quickly. So, and then uh, the frequency would drop, and it would drop into mistakes, and then I would raise it, and then it would drop, and then I would raise it, 
and I would drop and I would go uh, meditate for a minute, just having said that, to ask uh, whoever was speaking how I could more easily maintain. They say, first step, be happy. Okay, fine. Um, you know, that you can arbitrarily choose to raise your frequency by arbitrarily choosing to raise it. And by that I mean just, I choose to raise my frequency. But we're going to have, are we ready for that? Are we, we're going to have a brief art break. Oh, there we go. Uh, this is uh, one that was on the 700th show, but it uh, was uh, so full, that show, that we never got around to it. Now, for those playing at home, yes, what does this mean? If you were going to describe this in a few words, what would they be? Call in and there'll be no prize involved. However, you might want to call in just to show off, which I've often done. So, uh, it's getting closer, run, okay. The spiral up from the bottom. See, this is the thing. I, I figured out the longest time ago, and still don't listen to me, someone's got to, uh, one painting, one idea. Simple, one. One page, one idea. One novel, one idea. Hi, I'm my heart talking to me now, and here, whoops, wait, there, there. There, ha, found it. I'm listening. Okay, what was I saying again? Oh yeah, one. But I do, there's so many ideas in my head. Uh, but I'm really on it about one idea, one painting. So when I did the heart and the ear, I thought, well, I wanted to have something below it. It wanted, yes, okay. Yes, I am. I am the one deciding what the painting is. I am. I am. So I decided I would put, uh, I went through 1,500 different ideas as to what could be below this. And I thought of it as a monument floating on another planet with uh, people gathering, uh, you know, pathways from four directions. But then I'd have to draw a little tiny people, which I could have done, but decided it would be better off expressed as water. And then the water became a spring and that's where the thing dropped into reality, at the point at which this was springing up from uh, water, which represents emotion. But uh, when I wrote it on uh, Fine Art America, I was saying that uh, listening to your heart may indeed be the, it is certainly a first step as far as uh, evolution goes, as far as holding a higher frequency it is about listening to your heart. That is the deal. The more you can listen to your heart, the less nonsense that goes on. Now, it does have to be an alliance between head and heart. In the meditation, I was, I meditated a long time about a lot of different things, one of which is the concept of uh, sentient, holding a higher frequency. And so then, um, that divides up, in a way, uh, to your heart holding a higher frequency and your mind holding a higher frequency. So for the longest time, I would um, process ascension through a mental construct in which I pictured the whole of the universe. And the whole of the universe eventually became a slinky of galaxies like that, a slinky of galaxies connected to itself, okay? And then one meditation, 
it had become what I then called a Mobius slinky. Okay, and then that made sense to me. That made actually a lot of sense to me, but I couldn't tell you exactly why. It, it won't download down here, but still the Mobius slinky. Then there was the idea of the um, heart feeling the ascension. And I actually had an image of the entire of the universe pulsating like a heart. Dunk, 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 dunk. And it worked. I felt it. That's the deal. That's, and the, the pulsation, of course, was the flowing of love, which is actually what the universe is made of. And then that steps down into the physical body really rather easily. Uh, we human beings, I've said this for God since I lived in Manhattan, I, I meant to say lived in DC, uh, that the uh, uh, human being is a love generator. And so if it is, you generate love. Now the brain is designed to make you stop generating love because of all those people that shook index fingers at you when you were being loving. And what happened? Oh, so then you, the more you attempt to stop the generating of the love, quite naturally the harder the love pushes to be expressed. Okay, when this totally malfunctions, it's a heart attack. It's that simple. Uh, because the love is just going to push harder to get out, and the more you suppress it, the more it's going to push, which is commonly referred to in human language as high blood pressure. And then the high blood pressure eventually blows the whole system. So that's the way it works, by the way. There's no cardiologist that I've ever met, although there may be one, that is aware that it's not about chemically altering the whole thing. It's about allowing you to receive and um, to broadcast uh, that's a good enough word to release, to give, to espouse. Yeah, okay. So the more you can love. <sighs> okay, now that's illegal. It's legislated. You're not, you're not allowed to love. Don't let us catch you loving. Uh, we'll have to. Okay. But come on, guys, come on. This is the whole thing. And it's uh, certainly you're not allowed to love someone that's um, different. <laughs> yes, you are. You're allowed to love. It's kind of the person you're going to love. Yeah? Everybody's different. Everybody's uh, the balance between the poles. That's who we are, is to find the balance point. That's what we came here to do. Uh, there's so much coming up that we're new information that's not quite yet broadcastable, but is increasing in mass. So again, give us a call in if you have questions. We'd be very happy to answer this process of uh, being a human being and becoming a ascended being. We're not even talking ascended master. That's a whole other league. Um, the levels on up and the process by which we access them, and then still further up than that, and you're, there's, I'm pretty certain, you know, let me just take that back, I am certain uh, that you will eventually be your own entire universe. You as a, um, what was a simple piece of light that uh, slowed down enough to become physical, 
is on its way, on your way, to become, all right, fine, a galaxy there, not to blow anyone away too much, eh? all right, fine, a solar, all right, all right, you'll be a planet one day, yes, you will. Okay, what's your planet going to be like? Who are these people on your planet? So we're the earthlings, by the way. <laughs> we're on someone. Yes, Mother Earth, definitely female. Yeah, Loving, kind, uh, will provide anything that it is you would desire. Earth, she's good at that. Okay, now you'll be one. This is the whole thing. We have all of these ridiculous concepts in our language. The, um, where did we put that? When you read a Mensa book, let me set that to music. When you read a Mensa book, somewhere in that book, they are going to tell you so-and-so's definition of intelligence. Oh, great. Okay, good. Now, three or four books into this, and it's going to cross your mind, gee whiz, what is my definition of intelligence? Uh-huh, okay. So mine, hi, over here, mine, okay. The distance between the event, as the event, and the response, event, response, event, response, okay. There's immediately the reaction, which is not your response, okay. Instantaneous reaction. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. It was an instantaneous reaction, yeah. The response, okay. The distance between the event and the response is intelligence. In the English language, or whatever language you're speaking on this planet, since there are many common commonalities between um, languages, there's yes and no in every language there is, the distance between the two being the intelligence. The distance is determined by time, that is true, and the distance is also determined by words, by thought. The words you think in determines how long it takes to get from the event to the response. And the shorter that distance, the more efficiently you think. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Oh, shoot. I was getting into that. That was not my question, though. I had called about the question of raising consciousness. And ah. in a way, they're tied together. True, true. Uh, uh, do, you, do you do it with your breath? Oh, excuse me. This is Lina. Hi, Lina. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Uh, yes, you can definitely increase your consciousness with your breath. There is no question about it. In that meditation I was talking about earlier, um, I believe it was Eckhart Tolle, perhaps, um, uh, that first said it. I don't know who first said anything, and nobody, it just here's the information. Uh, you can, when you are shutting off your thinking, you can assist by noticing your breathing. As a, not talking about counting breath. Not no, I know. It's, it's yeah. just if I if I suck my breath in, it literally <laughs> physically feels like it's raising me up in the air. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. There you go. You're raising your consciousness by inhaling. Huh. Stop that levitating. <laughs> is it possible to really levitate? Get off the ground? They say it is. That's I've heard it said. I've never known anybody that is literally. Oh, I've seen anybody that's don't actually know, gone off the ground. Usually my eyes are closed and it feels like it, so... <laughs> yes. I had a videotape me. My levitate... Thud. Oh, damn. Yeah, I do feel like I'm levitating. Well, that counts. 
Yeah, well, we're doing at the Serpent Mound, we're teaching the Merkaba this year. What's that? Merkaba, it's a um, technique of breath that ah. may interest you. It's, um, I first got a hold of it through Drundalo that um, taught it in an earth sky workshop in middle 90s there. Uh-huh. And um, been doing it ever since. It's a. Is it a way to breathe? It's a very specific way to breathe. And I talk about it as an auric field makeover because there's a re initialization of the auric field at a certain point with it. And then. Um, you mean the way you're breathing actually changes your auric field? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, there's a lot we can do with our auric field. Uh, people just don't know that much uh, about what we can do. On other planets, not this one, and by other planets, I mean planets that are uh, holding a higher frequency, the civilization on it mm-hmm. is holding a higher frequency. That we haven't seen yet. Well, that's going to depend on the individual. Yeah. Okay, The now, books haven't written about yet. There's been mention of it, but not what I'm particularly spelling out here do okay. I see written necessarily anywhere. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh, all right. So an infant on this other world uh, would be given toys that would remind it of its... Um, and I've had full-blown adults say, my God, uh, at the reminder of the building of the Merkaba is. and. Um, so the child would be expected to ignite its Merkava, then by the time you get to, let's say, middle school or high school, you would be expected to levitate by virtue of your Merkava, then let's call it college. You would be expected to um, go into your Merkava and have it reappear somewhere else, locally on the planet you know, like the gym class. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. You know, you can imagine football with people conscious, <laughs> aware of their Merkaba. Where'd it go? It's lost in his field. Spit that ball out. No, I'm keeping it. I'm going home. You people are all bullies. No, we're not. Yeah, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> all right. So then as a graduate, you'd be expected to go into your Merkaba and your physical body on another planet. And then for postgraduate work, another planet, different time. And this would be normal for an adult going into this society to have authority like this. So we were not granted this. I didn't find out about it till my 40s or something. And I, I know that if I'd been introduced to this as an infant, I'd have a, nobody would have ever heard of me. <laughs> not around here. Um, <laughs> You know, that would have been a very different lifetime to have lived. So I'm, anybody that I, I show the Merkava to, um, want them to show it to other people. Please show this to other people. The more of us that can become aware of this, you can alter things remarkably. There's great things to explore in the universe that we have no concept about. There's uh, places for souls that we don't understand exist. We have no idea of the bigger fields that are 
available to us or the levels of consciousness, we're very in the mud here, no offense, fellow earthlings, uh, but we, and I've always said, um, and we'll make up a business card that says cranial anal extraction, a specialty, <laughs> because if there's one thing this planet's got down, it is the ability to gently nest your, nestle nest your cranium in your posterior. <laughs> and uh, that really ought to be light worker's specialty. <laughs> oh, yes, cranial sacral. No, no, no. <laughs> you misunderstood. <laughs> oh, my God, will this hurt? Yes. <clears throat> you hear that loud popping sound? That's success. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there certainly are a lot of realms out there. There are indeed. And uh, there's the all humor planet, but nobody takes anything seriously there. So. But uh, I like spending time on that one. Yeah, I think we ought to uh, party. That's a great name for a comedy club, the All Humor Planet. Yeah, when I get around to the Businessman Lifetime, I'll open a series of those. Yeah, I might do it yet. It's the best way to relax is laugh. Oh, yeah. No, truly, laughter is the best medicine. The, yeah. um, we, I believe we may have heard the story of... Oh, the, oh I know the guy that uh, was going to freeze either sitting up or lying back. And, and they he, told him when he wanted to watch the, the movies. The, um, Marx Brothers movies. Yeah, yes, he was told yes, he was dying. Yes. What was his name? Uh, no one knows, just he, that he... But it worked. He checked yeah. himself out of the hospital, and, uh, and he was a, a, a respected... And he was a publisher or something like that. Well, I'd read something he'd published after that episode. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was a uh, uh, respected, well-known individual, and he... He cured himself by laughter yeah. and wrote a book about it. And it was a bestseller for a good while. Uh, I bet, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I read that. That yeah. definitely made a marked impression on me, on the power of the mind and, and being aware of, uh, of the grimness that I could see, was seeing life at the time and how I needed to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> oh, that was the Grimm's brothers. They, yeah. they specialized in that. Yeah, they so, did. Elena, anything else we can do for you? No, that's it. Thank oh, you. Oh, well, thank you for calling. That was a wonderful call. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye for now. Um, let me see. So what you can do to increase your frequency, there's, there's a lot we can do we don't understand. There's a, just ah, the technique of increasing frequency pretty much works. So another thing I've done all of my art uh, life is the art. We had the brief look at the art. I have um, images flying through my head every once in a while. I keep uh, uh, notebooks of uh, sketches of paintings to do. That That's a, a lovely flow for me. It's a form of meditation. It's uh, something important to do. Whatever Lenny Bruce said, whatever your axe is, it's important that you swing. Uh, which is um, Lenny Bruce, for those who have forgotten Lenny Bruce, was a um, comedian, whoa, early 60s. He was arrested for obscenity, but he, the courtroom laughed and laughed and laughed. Uh, they couldn't get him convicted because, uh, and that's a lot of stories, but uh, interesting. Comedy is another high-frequency item. So how about you at home? What do you do to raise your frequency? Petting your cat would work. Uh, you go into that meditative form, provided the cat will sit there and not claw you. 
Uh, same thing with the dog. The walking the dog is that um, form of meditation that you get into. Um, yeah, so what do you do at home for meditation? There's the uh, holding crystals work ever so well. This is uh, this has been here for 15 years. Did I make it that far? It's close to 15 years at least that we've been. Uh, and you can see half of the ball is cleared. And therefore in 15 years it'll be completely clear. Now it'll go exponentially faster. It'll go as fast as we decide these things will happen. Did I take somebody's shot on that? Okay, all right. There we go. Uh, this concept of, whoop, there it is. And it's, yeah. See the tip is clearing from the bottom. This was uh, pretty much milky before. I had a dream about what the clearing of crystals. We just, a few weeks ago, we did the uh, crystal class. That's an excellent one. We'll be offering another crystal class coming up. Uh, there's just so much information on crystals. And that's the waveform device, which is a device that amplifies thought. And then uh, people are so insecure that, well, what if it's a thought I don't like? Now, calm down now. Uh, we are suggesting that you would write down a thought you would like to manifest. We humans have been taught to be so fearful. Hi, look, it's me. I am in my own crystal. Who are these people? What are they looking? Oh, that's a star system. Not quite. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's one left. No, that's me. Ah, I can be very bright. Where was I? Star system. Oh, yeah, you, there's something you want to manifest, and you write it down, you put it under the waveform, and the waveform generates a field that manifests it. It's that simple. And that point of, um, oh, we human beings have been taught to be so fearful that if we want something manifested, the first thing we do is wrap it in doubt wrap it in doubt, and that keeps it from manifesting. And then we go, oh, gee, I, I guess I, I don't deserve it because I have residual low self-esteem. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, okay. Um, low self-esteem. Steam up. There we go. You want low self-esteem gone? Raise your frequency. Really? Yeah. Works for me. Slowly turning into Craig Ferguson, but without the accent. We have the, no, never mind. Ah, where do we go? Well, it's another one is face reading. It's another thing. I'm, I'm, I've come to the conclusion that to teach palm reading and face reading, they're really to be taught together. And that I have three people now uh, that have said they would sign on for uh, an apprenticeship. In other words, I'll um, teach you palmistry and face reading, and then we will take it out into the real world and apply it. Uh, go to someplace public enough and um, start to show people uh, the practical application of this. I made a living for the time that I was interested in making a living that way along Embassy Row in D.C., where I would um, be invited to parties as a paid guest who would read palms and faces. And um, at the height of it, I had three tuxedos and 
lived within walking distance of, um, depends on how long you want to walk, but dozens of embassies, Embassy Row in D.C. And uh, that was a very wonderful time in my life. There was, uh, uh, the world was very open. Uh, even though every time I ever got a job, somebody would say, don't hurt anyone's feelings. Oh no, I wouldn't want to wake anyone up. But it's true, if you're, you, really it's not your place. So I understand, but it is your place to wake people, so then you have to grow a, a set of diplomatic skills that are um, unparalleled, most of which have apathy, because I just don't care, but still. You really do have to take care of our fellow being because it will turn out to be you. Did you know the other person is you? Yeah, now there's an inkling of higher consciousness when you get... Um, we're taught so much to identify with our physical body. <sighs> well, there's the... the other bodies you can identify. There's higher frequency versions of you. If you just the slightest opening of the doorway and you can recognize yourself as uh, a nomadic being, a being that uh, walks the stars, a being that has uh, you who have incarnated on a thousand different worlds, you who have been greater and have been lesser, you who have and will um, oh, where do we put that? Create a bigger picture, let me put it that way. Monastic also. One, monastic, monastic. Uh, meaning that your recognition of all of the human beings as one being, uh, that's a monastic revelation, provided I'm speaking English, and if not, translate for me, please. Uh, but to recognize that we're all one thing. Uh, as far as the world went, the, um, that movie Pay It Forward was one of the earlier places where uh, this concept started to... You can, if it's in the media, it's fairly common knowledge. And this idea of um, uh, the concepts that are slipping, uh, mainly through sci-fi, a lot through sci-fi, uh, not that literature hasn't done it for simply ever, and not that even a game show or any other piece of media would be exclusive of um, offering you an education uh, on the subject of being a more evolved human. Uh, however, taking it by the horns, just agreeing, I will increase my frequency, I will become more aware, I will become a higher density being. Density and density. Uh, third density, yeah. Um, density means less dense. <laughs> Odd word. Okay, the higher the number, the less dense you are. Uh, it's only way down here that there are actually physical bodies involved. Once you get to a certain point, the physicality disappears. That's after you've been through, you know, being your own galaxy, but still. What's it like to be your own galaxy? Ah. I have planets, I have my own black hole. Hmm, exciting. 
You know, and as a kid, you got to play with it. Dunk, oh, that's gone. <laughs> that's a young galaxy. There's no real record of them. Ah, it goes on and on and on. All right, so call me with a question. Let's see what it is we would like to know. There's uh, uh, any question about anything, because we're good at that. So spirit guides are an interesting group. Spirit guides have um, spirit guides are not allowed to make a decision for you, but you can ask for guidance in spirit guide. Uh, it's a very good thing to know about. You can. Um, it's important. You know, that nagging feeling. I could have taken an umbrella say yesterday during the freak monsoon that seized northern Virginia. I actually saw a guy in a kayak on um, Fox Mill Road. Oh no, that was last year. The same storm though. By the way, the weather, what's with that? Okay. Well, I'm happy you asked. Uh, that's the climatic changes that they want to blame on us, but is really Oh, I don't know, harp, for example, uh, the messing they've been doing with the um, punching holes in the ozone layer to weaponize weather is sort of coming back. At first I thought, well, gee, really, this is the beginning of the new ice age. They call it now polar vortex. When they write history books again at the other end of the next ice age, will it be called the polar vortex or ice age? Yes, okay. An important question. Actually, we're going into a much more advanced time. It's, it's time, uh, the Kali Yuga, the, oh, whoever those people are, uh, India and the, uh, the ages as they progress around the wheel. Uh, we are well on our way to the uh, progression of a far more advanced being, and we're pretty good here. I understand they're working on light engines, uh, you know, to travel speed of light, more than we have been told. What else is new? Uh, computers are going to be running on light, so let's not spend a fortune on uh, computers that still run on gasoline, I mean electricity. Uh, many years ago, a friend of mine was, uh, Neil Boyd, who was on the show so long ago that introduced psychotropics, uh, said that he'd gotten a job uh, where he was to convert information into light and then take that light and convert it back into information, which every human being has done already because we are really a piece of light that slowed down enough, slowed down enough to become matter. The scientists will back this up, I believe. So this idea of the progression from and to Um, from light to matter to light to matter. Uh, and that's another, um, if you advance your vibrational rate far enough, you will turn into light. And then you can slow it enough to come back into matter. So any, we only have a few more minutes left. If anyone has a question, uh, do be so brave, uh, please to call in. 
we would love to hear what your question is, and I probably have enough time uh, to answer it for you. So what else? We have so many things. I've been doing, um, been building uh, grids, uh, um, geometry in copper on a wooden block, and then uh, this is to lay out crystals in uh, to generate an effect, uh, all these things. I ran into, I used to pursue uh, in meditation very, very, very advanced versions of myself, and I ran into um, a version of me, really, yes, and I asked uh, that distant future me, what did I do? What did I do? And uh, this being explained that he, yeah, boy, there's third person. In that future, I arrange solar systems to affect frequency modulation to affect higher consciousness. Um, the, uh, there's backup for it. Uh, the comet that bounced off of Jupiter, uh, if you do the timeline, uh, computers began to exist. Uh, that, that set off computers. Okay, that would have been a trick that this future me would have done. Here, see that? Okay, and then that sets off a frequency. It happens. There's... Um, Oh, okay. Uh, then when I was, uh, this was during the time period where I was building these grid tables with copper geometries on them and placing little stones on them. And I realized this was me preparing myself for that day, eon, when I would be rearranging solar systems and then the me after that rearranged galaxies to the same effect and uh, then recognized that whatever was past that, it wasn't so much the idea of the um, um, uh, I don't know if there's exactly words for that. It was not purposeless. It was a different purpose. It was a ascending still further than that. You know, sky's the limit as far as vibration goes, but the, um, as I said, we're going to be doing the introduction of the Arcturian consciousness, and uh, that'll be coming up, and watch for it, because we'll go a lot further than this in some of those directions. And, and, well, you'll just have to tune in next time, yes? No, don't, don't, don't tune in. This may be too much. Who knows where we'll go? So you're, what I can guarantee you is it's all provided for you. You're going to evolve. You're going to evolve well beyond anything you could imagine. I know that um, were I facing my imminent death, I would uh, tell the person that was about to end my life, if it was a person or a bacteria or whatever it might be, how much I loved them for doing that. Uh, because I know I did a good job in my incarnation. 
I know that I'm going on to uh, something far more interesting. Um, and I know that I love the whole thing for what it is and what it will have been. And so can't touch this. Love you all. See you next time. Oh yes. Raise. Raise. Thank you.